Good day, and welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us. We are broadcasting live this week from the dining room of the Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island during the 2021 Mackinac Policy Conference. This is the first time we have been here in more than two years. Back in 2019, the last time we were here, the environment was really different. First of all, there were a lot more people here. The Grand Hotel is much emptier today than it was when we were here in the the spring of 2019 because of the pandemic and other scheduling issues that kept a lot of people who would normally be here away from the island. It's also true that two years ago, there was a rare feeling of bipartisanship here on the island. Governor Gretchen Whitmer and lawmakers had just struck a historic deal on auto insurance reform that the governor signed right here on the porch at the Grand Hotel. This year, of course, few Republican officials have even bothered to show up, and partisan tensions are really boiling over in Lansing. So lots of things are really different, but we are still here and we are still excited to bring you conversations with many of the important decision makers who are in attendance, including my first guest. Wayne County has been dealing with some unprecedented challenges over the last year. The pandemic has hit Michigan's largest county really hard and a series of really bizarre and catastrophic infrastructure and environmental emergencies have made life really difficult for us in Southeast Michigan over the summer. Joining me now to talk about all of these challenges and the opportunities ahead is the man who is in charge in Wayne County, Executive Warren Evans. Uh, Executive Evans, welcome back to Detroit Today. Good morning, Stephen. Yeah, it's good, good to, to see here. you, and it's good to see you up here. Uh, did you miss Mackinac over the two and a half years since we've been here? Would you like me to be completely honest? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Not really. No? Uh, <laughs> much more of a doer than a talker, but yes. I, I certainly see the significance. I know that about you. <laughs> All right, so let's start here with the infrastructure and environmental emergencies I mentioned in the open. And let's start with this situation in Flat Rock where gasoline was leaking from Ford's auto plant into that community's sewer system. You issued a state of emergency, but there was a 24-hour delay between when that emergency was issued and when people were made aware of the situation. Talk about what happened there. Okay, let me clear it up first because that is, uh, that, that's not accurate. But what we prepared the order early before we had all of the data figured you know, you know, we haven't really pulled the trigger yet, but we're expecting that might happen. So we had the order put together, uh, and when I signed it the next day, uh, that's, that's actually the day we disseminated it. But since the date on it was a day earlier, uh, I've been slapped around a few times about that. But there really was no delay. Mm. But it is the the situation is much better there now. Zone two, which is one of the zones there uh, has been cleared for people to come back. The levels have, have dropped significantly to do that. Uh, and zone one we're working on. My expectation is in the next few days uh, that will happen. Obviously, one of the most difficult parts here is not necessarily the danger associated with, but the ability to make sure the residents' questions are answered. And when you have so many agencies, FEMA and EPA and Wayne County and the state of Michigan, 
you know, there always is some tension that you can't quite get to. But I think overall it's been a good response. Uh, we're starting to bring people back home, at least in Zone 2. Um, and uh, hopefully we don't have any additional flare-ups. Yeah. But, but, I mean, it's true that for some time gas was leaking into the sewer and people did not know. How in the future do we need to make sure that that doesn't happen? Well, you know, I, you know our, our folks will be looking at that the folks that are responsible for that sort of thing. You know, when you have a big industrial complex there, that you, you don't police the complex. I mean, if the complex has a discharge into somewhere, you're really not going to know. And mm -hmm. I assume that Ford didn't know either uh, until a little later. So I, I don't know exactly how that's going to work itself out, but we certainly see that as something that we have to uh, uh, probably, uh, you know, improve our incident control uh, piece of things and also the the ability to monitor more closely. Yeah. You know, there were actually people who had indicated that this was a problem. They smelled it and uh, a, a day earlier and Flat Rock sent people out. They didn't detect the odor then, so they kind of said, well, this is a, a bad run. It turned out later that it, that it wasn't, but those yeah. things can happen. You don't have equipment there to monitor, so half of it is getting the appropriate equipment, first of all, to tell you if benzene is there, and the second thing is to be able to measure the tolerable levels and then get the data from the state that says above this is evacuation, below this uh, is, is safe to stay in the house, and then convince people that those, that those numbers are are something that uh, they feel comfortable that with. they can that they yeah. can trust sure so uh, that uh, that issue relates somewhat to the the, the larger question of infrastructure and uh, the dangers that uh, we all i think are facing because we have not invested in our infrastructure in the way that we should have over a really long period of time we haven't talked a whole lot about what the county's role might be uh, in, in improving that. Uh, these storms that are happening with more frequency and more intensity have a lot of people really scared. I mean, people literally are just afraid of when the next time it'll be that it rains. Uh, and everybody, uh, you know, officials at every level are being asked what, uh, what we should be doing. I'm really curious about what you see as uh, a potential county role in any of that. Well, I think the, the main county role is to make sure that the county facilities are, are up to speed. And, mm -hmm. and through the two rain events, we never reached capacity in our wastewater treatment uh, processes. So we didn't have that problem. But what makes this more difficult is you've got cities trying to take care of their, their own individual needs, not necessarily remembering this is a gravity feed system. Mm -hmm that affects a bunch of communities and when you have you know you have a lot of uh, cooks in the kitchen it, it becomes difficult to create the appropriate solution I, I'm more concerned I hear two things now one is uh, we've got a mess and unless we have billions of dollars it's gonna be a mess mm -hmm. I don't think that's what you tell citizens <laughs> You know, I think there are a lot of preventive things that we could do to lessen the impact. You know, cleaning out catch basins on a more regular basis. You know, leaves and twigs get caught in these things. I mean, I can't change the size of the structure, but we can change the way we go about working better with what we have. Now, when you go to the 
uh, increase the infrastructure to make big improvements are two things that I don't think are getting factored in the way they ought to, and that is, particularly in western Wayne County, the system was built when it was agricultural. Mm -hmm. So the diameter of the pipes and those things were built for uh, an agricultural less flow. Yeah. And most of the discussion about fixing them is about bringing it back to where it was before because actually increasing the entire system is going to be much, much more costly. Yeah. So it, it, when we're planning to do something, the plan, I think, needs to take more into consideration system upgrade, not just getting back to where we, uh, to where we were before. And the yeah. other thing is it, when, you, when you're judging rain flows, 100-year storms, 50-year storms, realize that with climate change, that data probably is no good either. Right. So we have to upgrade at both ends in order to have an adequate solution. Yeah. So, so uh, I asked a question on the show a couple weeks ago, uh, and it was uh, sort of an open-ended question. You know, you, you said uh, just a couple minutes ago, we need billions of dollars to upgrade the system or remake it. Um, and I asked... Who would be uh, the leader, not just in Southeast Michigan, but in the whole state, who could come out and say, we have got to radically change the way that we pay for these things, and that's going to cost us more. It's going to cost everybody more. We want to do it fairly so that uh, you know, the poorest people in our region don't bear the largest burden. But everyone is going to have to buckle down and really commit to the idea that we have to remake that system. And I said, I, I, I had a hard time thinking of who that leader could be, who could rally our community to that cause. Let me put that question to you. I, I think it becomes uh, uh, a conglomeration of leaders in order to do it. I don't think anybody's got that sellability uh, to do it on their own. Mm. But I think that's something that, that that my colleagues and the mayor of the city of Detroit and others, in clearly the urban areas that have the most uh, of, of that problem, I think we've got to sit down and have that dialogue uh, about how we sell it, how we finance it, and then lastly, as I mentioned before, how we size it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that needs to be done. And I, you know, I I can't even envision having had uh, that number of basement floodings that people have endured mm -hmm. over the last couple of months and quite frankly I've got reports this morning indicating that the potential very very strong rainfall Wednesday mm -hmm. through Thursday morning uh, maybe four and a half inches and if that happens God forbid you know we can have those kinds of problems again and so I, I actually think there are homes and places that, that uh, the government needs to buy the houses mm -hmm. relocate those people uh, because they're in floodplain, and they're always going to flood, yeah. and it's going to be a constant problem. Uh, we didn't create it necessarily. I mean, mm -hmm. we, you know, we didn't sell them the house, but the reality is, if there's nothing that's going to keep those houses from flooding, then we need to think about uh, doing that, and maybe on a bigger scale than we're even talking about right now in some communities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, I want to ask you about something that Wayne County Prosecutor Kim Worthy told the Free Press just yesterday. She said the caseloads that her staff is handling are inhumane. That was her word. And her office is in crisis mode. Uh, she says she's struggling to recruit qualified prosecutors to do the work. 
this is a situation that's gone on for a long time. This this budget struggle, I guess, between the three different parts of county government, the executive, the sheriff, and the prosecutor, uh, it, it seemed for a while like everybody was happy. Uh, everyone was getting what they needed. Now we're back to uh, at least one official saying that, that they're short. What What's going on? I, I don't think she is saying at all that she's getting a lack of cooperation or a lack of budget support from us. I think what she's saying is she's having a difficulty getting and retaining staff. Mm. Uh, and with that, I agree. She runs her office. But, I mean, we have increased her budget every year uh, since I've been county executive and increased it this year by $7 million. I mean, it, 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 the, the issue is more one of retention mm -hmm. than it is one of, of salary. I mean, obviously, both of those are issues. Uh, and, I, you know, and I don't disagree with the fact that she's overworked and overloaded. But I completely disagree with any notion that says it has anything to do with the lack of cooperation from my office because nothing could be farther from the truth hmm. in terms of the way we funded that office uh, over the years. As you know, they make the recommendations sure. for the funding they need, and, and we try to meet that. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, isn't retention in that office perhaps a salary issue? Are we paying prosecutors enough in Wayne County? Part of it is that. Uh, and we are prepared to raise salaries. Uh, she's having a difficulty getting people anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, and with the competing counties, uh, you know, we could meet their salaries, but it doesn't mean that we'd be able to retain the people. So uh, that's something we, we understand. I mean, I'm trying to preempt uh, prosecutor Worthy's right. <laughs> running of the office, but I mean that's something we need to be uh, concerned about, and some of that has to do with retirement benefits and a number of other things that were modifications, you know, during our recovery over mm -hmm. the last six or seven years. So a number of things, and we're certainly going to retain some folks to do a more in-depth study of that in terms of what does it what does it take to make this happen. We're committed to making it happen. I got to know what it is. What what was being asked? Yeah. Sure. Uh, before I let you go, I, I just want to note that you are the only county executive from Southeast Michigan who's here uh, this year. Dave Coulter, uh, who's the Oakland County Executive, is not here. And neither is Mark Hackle. And normally, I would have the three of you in front of me, right? And we'd have this kind of uh, exchange, cross county exchange. Uh, I wonder what it says about our regional approach that we're not going to be able to do that uh, this time up on Mackinac. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know. We have a cordial relationship, mm -hmm. by and large, and, and work well together mm -hmm. in most cases, uh, uh, certainly with Oakland and the city of Detroit, uh, and oftentimes with Mark in, in Macomb. I, I think it's difficult to figure out why they're not here, but I think COVID has part of it. I think sure. Dave Coulter, you know, has his auto show, whatever they call it, that's going on mm -hmm. there. Uh, and, and quite frankly, I think there's some frictions uh, with the chamber uh, that we probably need to work out. It's not a brush fire, mm -hmm. but uh, there are some issues. So it's kind of hard to tell exactly, uh, you know, why they're not here. But I, I don't think it's indicative of a real serious problem with us collectively. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Warren Evans, always great to catch up with you. Great to see you up here on Mackinac. I know it's not your favorite thing, but uh, <laughs> we're glad you're here. <laughs> good people, though. So that's it's right. Good to be here. Thank that's you right. very much. Okay. Yeah.
We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to be joined by the mayor of the city of Detroit, Mike, Ju- Mike Duggan, will uh, join the program from the dining room here at the Grand Hotel at the 2021 Mackinac Policy Conference. Stay with us for more Detroit Today.